Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Thanks to Mama May for supporting Mama on a Mission, the solution for busy, time-poor working mums who want nutritional, organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy mum running a business and juggling all the plates, I know that you feel me on this, I am too tired to cook. So no more stressing or worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mama's dream, I promise. Get your 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the exclusive code only on this podcast, Mama Mission 25. I will leave the link in the show notes. You're listening to Mama on a Mission. Everyone and welcome to the Mama on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Jonesy, certified positive psychology coach, business mentor, and mum. I thought I ruined my life when I had a baby. After a traumatic 90-hour labour and struggling through a very messy start to motherhood with postnatal depression, I lost my mind, identity, confidence, and I hated my postpartum body. Now I adore being a mum and I'm more motivated than ever. I've built a successful business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family and I set up this podcast to help mums not feel alone in their struggles. I am a mama on a mission to imperfectly empower mums postpartum and beyond. My goal is to help one million mums improve their mental health, shift their mindset, get body confident and reach their goals without the mum guilt. Together on this show, we are going to redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world, whether you're looking to build a side hustle, make money online, or pivot in careers. This is your non-judgmental mum club that helps you grow in every area of your life because taking care of you is taking care of your kids too. Now let's dive in. Hello, I have Shaney Ryan on the podcast today. She is definitely a multi-passionate mama who is a full-time parent. And when I say this, I mean that she doesn't put her little one into childcare. But at the same time, she runs several businesses, including a renovation business, interiors. She's also a TV and radio presenter and an influencer. <laughs> like literally, you've got so many titles, but yet you manage all of this like attached to a little one and I can't imagine it because I send my little one to nursery three days a week so I actually really want to find out like how you actually balance this or balance the juggle as a parent because there's this like buzzword that most parents want to find balance which I don't think it's possible but I want to know like how you do it so Hi, Shaney. Hi, thank you for having me on. We've been trying to do this for such a long time. This just proves, doesn't it, the juggle is actually trying to find the time to do it. (laughs) It's just trying to find that little moment in time where both of us are available and child-free, which is rare. Yes. The dump and run mum, so literally I just dumped river and ran. (laughs) And I was like, I've got an (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to get straight to your question. Balance. I don't think I found it. And I don't know if anyone really, truly does, if they're being honest. Um, I feel like I'm either being really great at being River's mum 
and really bad at keeping on top of the house and the businesses and, you know, being a partner to my fiance, or I'm really great at work and I'm achieving so much, but I feel like I'm not giving the baby enough attention. Um, so the balance is never really quite there. And I, I'm just not sure unless you've got a huge amount of help that allow, allows you to have your child with you, but then still have help on hand whilst running your business. I mean, that just sounds like the ideal world, doesn't it? But I think that's all down to being super rich. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, not everyone's that, you know, fortunate to be um, super rich. Yeah, I'm working on it for sure. I mean, for me personally, and I do believe it's 100% a personal choice, I really waited to have kids. Like me and Tony have been together for 12 years when we decided to have a family. And I just kind of in my mind was like, I've done so much in my career. I've worked so hard. I've always been 100 miles an hour on my career. So I kind of got to that place where I felt like if I'm going to have a baby, like I really want to be in the experience. And then obviously I ended up having River I think I was like four months pregnant when the pandemic hit. So I ended up being very present in my pregnancy, very present in the first kind of six months to year of motherhood because there wasn't really a lot else going on, which was amazing. But now kind of real life has kicked in and the world's opened back up and my business is kind of back up and running. I'm trying to do a million things. It's something I'm getting used to, I would say, doing everything because I was really blessed to just have that period of time where it was just me and River And now I definitely think about, ah, okay, cool. Now I see why people put their kids in nursery because you can't get a lot done, especially when they're a toddler and River's having tantrums, which I've been documenting recently on Instagram is having these tantrums um, and going through all of these changes developmentally and he demands my attention. It's like a lot more difficult. And I do think to myself, okay, maybe we're getting to that point where actually a couple of days in nursery would be good for him. But I think I just waited so long to start a family that when I decided to do it, I decided I would commit to two things, really. I wanted to commit to keeping him at home with me until he was two, minimum of two. And I wanted to commit to breastfeeding until he was two. And they were like the two just like mini goals that I set for myself. And so far I'm sticking to it, but both right now, definitely getting to that point where I'm like I could easily stop the breastfeeding and get a full night's sleep and I could easily just pop him into nursery a couple of days a week and uh that would also be nice but um, I'm quite lucky my mum does help out when she can so I just want to know like because it's that's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure not just from your child but from the businesses and people needing your attention not just your child also your partner needing your attention like the, the word that comes up for me is that's overwhelming. I would feel overwhelmed. And I think a lot of mums do as well, especially if you're like literally juggling all these plates. So how do you deal with that feeling of overwhelm? Does it come up for you? It does. Um, 100%. So the first thing I do is step back from social media. Not because I'm trying to hide the fact that everything's not hunky-dory, but because for me, it's the least important thing. Social media, you don't get paid for it every day. You know, you might get campaigns and whatever, and you know, you're getting certain jobs and you've got some deadlines or whatever, but it's not an everyday thing. So if I'm not actively contracted to do a campaign with someone and it's not a paid job, it's something that can take a step back and take a back seat for a minute. So the first thing I do is step back off social media because the last thing I need to be doing is either scrolling and wasting time or putting pressure on myself to post. So that's the first thing that goes. It's not an essential 
Second to that, it's then kind of just trying to be organized. So plan my week a little bit, try and be organized with my timing and just make sure that I've got a plan. I like everything to have its place. I like to be on top of the house. I like to be on top of my schedule. So if there's not a plan and I'm kind of just sat there with like a million things going on, nothing gets done. Whereas I like to write lists. So if I write a list and I plan what needs to be done on each day and I've got kind of, I try to do something with River every day that's just 100% about him. So like Mondays and Tuesdays, I take him to like a baby gym class. Wednesday, we do a messy play class. Thursday, we do baby swim. And then on Saturdays, Tony takes him to a mm. uh, little kicker's like football club thing. So he has like activities ongoing because obviously he's not in nursery. So we kind of need to overcompensate for that. So everything kind of works around those classes. And then I fill in the gaps kind of a bit methodically. And that's how I manage not getting overwhelmed but it still happens and I think everyone that's close to me Tony my friends my mom like my family I think everyone can kind of tell when I'm overwhelmed because I've become a little bit like dazed and a little bit like not really paying attention when people are talking to me or but not quite switched on to what's going on and so often people will pull me on it and go are you okay what's going on in that head of yours like you know, what, what's on your mind, and then I can kind of unpack it. But I kind of just, I think I tend to go a bit quiet when I'm overwhelmed. And I think, well, I do that as well, take a step back, because social media ends up being this comparison place where you end up thinking like mm. you're in a shit place and then you look at someone else who looks like they're in this perfect place. So that's really good advice, as well as like, I mean, I love to time block, but it sounds like you're doing that with River as well. Like, as in, I just block time out rather than... Like, otherwise, everything feels like a list for me. Like, as in, I just feel like it's like a never-ending list, especially as a mum, where you just, like, there's so many lists. You have your list, right, that you write down. But then you have this, like, invisible list in the back of your head. And that, do you know the invisible list that I'm talking about? So the things that you write down are must reply to those emails, must send that invoice, must call the doctors about River, or must you know, do this thing. And then you have that little invisible list, which is all the things that like are really essential, but you just don't need to write them down because they're just going to keep eating away at your brain until you do them. Like, for example, got to make rivers food. I've got to make rivers food. I've got to make rivers food. I've got to make rivers. And it just goes round and round in the back of your mind until you either do it or I say to Tony, oh, we've got to make rivers food. And then, and then he'll jump on and do it. But it's like these little things that, these little cogs that just constantly turn. It's like you're trying to function on a work level and a parenting level, but then you've got all these other little things just going in the back of your brain. It's like, that's where I think the overwhelm probably kicks in, to be honest. Yeah, that's our subconscious. That's the one that's like on repeat because those are the kind of habits we've built and we know that we need to do. Like, it's Mm. like booking a doctor's appointment. Oh, I need to do that. Or I need to order that thing for him. Or I need to get new clothes. Yeah. because he's grown out of that or whatever that yeah you're right it is just yeah. that we need to order that gift for that child or yes. it's just like so many annoying little things that I think they're like the bits that you underestimate when you're becoming a parent you think about just the baby and like the doing but it's I think it's that list in the back of your head the subconscious list that keeps playing out that's the tiring part Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I've never heard of someone talk about it as like an invisible list, but that's true. <laughs> it is really true. And something else that like sprung to mind is like 
breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So you're still doing it. And obviously you're getting to this kind of goalpost of two years. Mm -hmm. Are you going to, how old's River now? He is 18 months. In fact, I think he's coming up 19 months. What's the date today? He's 19 months on the 16th. Is that today? Let me check. No, eight, yeah, two days. Oh, two days, uh, 19 months. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think when you get to that goalpost that you're going to be like, right, that's it? Now, I think about this a lot at the moment because River still wakes up a lot in the night. So last night he went down, probably fought sleep until about 9 p.m., started the process at about 8. And then he woke up at about half past midnight, 1 o'clock, then he was up at two, then he was up at three, then he was up at 5.30, 6.30, and then finally up at 7.30. Oh my God. So he is teething at the moment. So that's particularly bad night. That's not every night, but he does wake at least two, three times a week, a night for, I wish it was a week, two, three times a night for food. <laughs> um, and food stroke comfort, because he doesn't technically need it at the moment all the time. But, you know, this is the thing I, you know, feed on demand is what, Tony and I wanted to do I think in my head I'm like I can't wait for it to be over so that we have a good night's sleep but in reality I do sit there and just look at his little face when he's feeding and he's like rubbing the hairs on the back of my neck and like tapping on my face when he's feeding and I do think to myself oh my gosh I'm going to miss this so much when it's done I I reckon we're both going to find it hard to stop I think he's going to really miss the comfort and I think I'm going to really miss that that bond and that connection and I mean how do you cope when you're on that lack of sleep you know you do have river attached to you all the time don't you and especially running these businesses as well like how do you cope mentally because I know for a fact like if I don't get a lot of sleep Mm. I am horrible I'm not a nice person I don't know how like how do you do it So I think Tony and I made agreement really early on that we wouldn't try to one-up each other on the sleep thing. Like, it never became a thing where it was like, I'm more tired than you. Mm. Because I can tell you for free that although River got up to feed all of those times last night, it also disturbed Tony every time. And it also woke Tony up. And Mm. Tony also got up and did one of those as a bottle and changed the nappy and then he couldn't get back to sleep. So I think the fact that we both agreed from day one we're both going to be equally as tired and we're both going to feel it. So the fact that we don't have that competitiveness, which I think some parents do get into, helps because we're both just equally shattered and we know that. So that I think that allows us to give each other a little bit of leeway if we're both a bit grumpy or tired. It's like the un- it's the unsaid thing, isn't it? We're tired, we know. It gets boring to keep repeating it but we know we're tired. Um, so that was the first thing. And secondly, I think we both recognise when the other one is actually exhausted and is going <laughs> to fall asleep mid-conversation. Um, the other one tends to pick up the slack. My mum and Tony's mum are really good. Um, and They can also spot it and go, right, you two need a night off and they'll have River overnight and we will sleep for like 14 hours and catch up, <laughs> um, which is amazing. And it's kind of just hitting that reset. I've always been really good on no sleep, Charlotte, but I think this is just a different level of exhaustion, isn't it? Yeah. I think you just get used to it after a while, reset when you can, write lists. The one thing that I'm still not used to is how forgetful I've become. Mm. And I think a lot of that is down to tiredness. And hopefully when he does eventually sleep through the night, I'll kind of get back that 
little bit of memory that I've lost. <laughs> lot of memory that I've lost. I don't know if it ever comes back. I still feel like my part of me is missing. <laughs> yeah, like my mum says, no, it never comes back. I'm still just since <laughs> I had you. So I don't know if there's any hope for me. But I, I think a big portion of it is is tiredness. But I just try to mm. try not to moan about it too much um, and do things like if I'm particularly tired try and do a little bit of exercise just to give myself some energy or do a hot yoga class on a Saturday mm. morning when um, Tony and River go to football. Just do things that are going to kind of pep my energy up. But there's definitely days where it's just like the lights are on but no one's at home. <laughs> <laughs> and something that just come to mind as well is like even though we don't want to do things like go to the gym or go to a yoga class or jump on the spin bike or, you know, move your body, go for a walk, like the, the last thing you want to do is that but actually you have to give mm. energy to get energy back so actually if you just put yeah. yourself through even if you just go for a walk like in the fresh air that can give you some energy can't it yeah definitely I mean we actually did that today my mum often has river on a Friday so I can get some work done just to help me out she'll come up or he'll go to hers and that's kind of the day if I've got to go and do site visits for interior design work or building sites that we've got it's not really I used to just put River in the baby carrier and strap him to me but he's way too heavy for my back now because I'm only five foot two and he like weighs nearly like two stones it's just too much and also he's like of that age where he'll just like throw his head back and want to get down and run around so it's got to the point now where I can't take him to work with me anymore so on Fridays I try and get as much done as possible that's like actually going to visit sites and and have meetings and things like that where it's not appropriate to take him um, and on those those days, yeah, I'm just like, go, go, go. But the rest of the week, I do, like I said, try and take him to a class. But today, my mum's um, away. So it's a Friday. I didn't have any work on um, other than obviously chatting to you this afternoon. So we went to the park. We just went for a massive long walk with a friend. And I realised as well, like, one of the upsides of lockdown was getting outside and going for super long walks. And since life's kind of picked back up again, probably not doing that as much and... I've noticed a real difference in like physically not feeling as strong and as toned also like getting that fresh air it ties him out so he sleeps better Um, and also it breaks the day up so you're not just like if you have one of those days where you're just in and you're like calls and laptop and you know making river food and taking him to class whatever it can get a bit like the day feels really long and overwhelming whereas sometimes like days like today where it's a nice bright day and just get out and go for a big long walk actually like slows the pace of life down a little bit and makes it a little more digestible yeah and actually I feel like you can appreciate things a little bit more because we're always on fast forward like a lot of mums I speak to are running businesses that always and like you were saying the silent the invisible load like always thinking about what you need to do so actually just taking a minute to just go oh I'm just in nature I'm just like appreciating where I'm at at the moment and just taking Mm. a minute to breathe yeah it's just to be a little bit more present it's just like really nice now River's speaking so like we'll be out walking and he'll be like dog dog and it's just like that little silly thing but it's like a moment just to be present and be like yeah it's a doggy woof woof or you know whatever it is that he's noticing tree (laughs) you know and it actually makes you go back to basics a little bit and pay attention to what's actually around you. Whereas normally if I was walking through that same park without him, I'd probably have my head in my phone, be on a call, checking an email, not really paying any attention to my surroundings. But the funny thing about babies, they just bring you back to real basics, like (laughs) flower. I said flower the other day and he was like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, smelling the flower. It's just so cute, but also 
makes you a bit more mindful. Yeah, they definitely help you to be more present, don't they? And especially when they get older. And I think you you kind of feel a little bit guilty if you are on your phone or you're doing something like if you see a mum that's on her phone, I always think now, I'm like, well, she's either Googling something because she doesn't know it or, and she needs to find out, or she's speaking to somebody because she needs to connect with them, or she might be, like, catching up on work while her baby's sleeping in, in the pram. Like, But there was always this yeah. judgment around a mum being on her phone. Babies, well, I think maybe toddlers probably bring you more in the present because babies are a lot more, like, when you take them out in the buggy... They're usually asleep, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, sleep or coo or, you know, just crying. <laughs> so they do, but I do think we're kind of moving away from a little bit of that stigma. I don't feel like I get it as much. It's kind of like a, I guess everyone's on their phone, though. That's the difference, isn't it? And we're not really yeah. taking things in as much as we sh- we should be, really. Yeah, I think it's it's a hard one. Like, I get most of my work done from my phone. Mm. Um, and I remember my mum saying to me when I was probably quite heavily pregnant, you're not going to be one of those mums that's just always on your phone and ignoring the baby, are you? Because mm. I am on my phone a lot. And I was kind of like, oh, like I know what you're saying, mum, but that is how I do a lot of my work. You know, I've got like seven email addresses set up on my phone. I've got the social media side of things access the website and you know make updates and things like that on my phone there's so much that I can do on my phone make calls email you know various people that we work with and a lot's done on whatsapp these days as well with work so the reality is I probably am going to be on my phone quite a lot what I try not to do is if I'm doing one of River's classes I literally try to leave my phone in my bag and I'll get it out to take a photo of him or a little video or whatever um, and then put it back but it, it is hard. I think that's one of the things you probably feel the most guilty for, right? As a, as a parent, like your kid's trying to get your attention and you're like, one minute, one minute, and you're on your phone. Like it always makes me feel guilty every time. Um, but then I do say to myself, you know, it, there's that's got the downside, right, to him not being in nursery is, okay, you are at home with me, but that does mean sometimes, unfortunately, I am going to be on my laptop or I am going to be on my phone. The upside is he's got really good at just playing. Mm. So, like, my most productive time in the morning to get stuff done, like, just in the house is, like, first thing in the morning, he's just got this thing. He likes to come and sit down and just read his books, and he'll just sit there for ages, like, turning the pages and pointing out all the animals on the page or whatever. And it's just, like, this really cool time where he's just, like, really into what he's doing. And I use that to kind of blast whatever needs to be done in the house, have some breakfast, make a coffee or whatever, jump in the shower even, and he'll just sit there for a good half an hour. Um, And then in the afternoon, he has a similar time period where it's all about the toys and playing or whatever. Um, And then I'll let him have a little bit of screen time as well when it gets to like the very end of the day and he's starting to get a bit weary and a bit like frustrated with whatever the toy is. So I kind of try to jump in on my phone in those moments where he's, having his own little kind of play yeah. routine but I do think a big reason why he doesn't need 100% of my attention when he's playing is because you know he's used to the fact that I've always from when he was like eight days old I've always juggled work and looking after him yes so he doesn't know any different uh, we sound very similar actually because my routines 
similar when I don't because Leo's in nursery now three days but initially it was two days when I did actually start to ramp up my work and I still have those two days Mm. and I did say to myself that I'd be really present on those two days but unfortunately because you've got access to your phone I can't always and sometimes a job comes in and you have to respond to it then or like I try and make use of that time when he's playing to actually jump onto things that I need to or to do something in my community as an example rather than him see me on it but I think you're right they do kind of get used to that and they get used to independent play as well I'm actually I'm curious to know Shaney what's your because I have to be military in the morning Mm. and I think most mums do as well like what's your morning routine what does that look like you know what I don't have one and that's that's actually a really weird thing for me to even hear out loud because I am a very like structured person but I would say I'm structured across the week more than a daily morning thing. So like on a Monday morning, his gym class is at 9.15. This kid rarely wakes up before half seven, eight o'clock because he's up so much in the night. So that is just crazy. That is literally fly out of bed, jump in the shower, give him his breakfast. Sometimes we don't even have time for that. So I just give him like a little pouch on the way, like throw clothes on. Lucky if I can grab a coffee and we're out the door. It's like completely manic until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock when we finish that morning thing and then the pace slows down. But then on a Tuesday, his class isn't till the afternoon. So we have a way more lazy morning. Like we'll get up. We might not even get dressed until like 11. We'll do a more calm breakfast. He'll have, we'll read a couple of books get a bit of laundry done or whatever, check some emails and make some calls. So that that pace is a lot slower. So every day I would say is quite different, but it's it's the same type of Monday and the same type of Tuesday and the same type of Wednesday. Um, unless obviously I've got like a random work thing going on or, you know, a particular project is is really like, you know, we've got like a start of a build or we're closing out on an install, um, in which case things will be a bit different. But I try to stick to the same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday routine rather than every morning being the same. I'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode to ask you a question. How do you balance cooking or weaning with the demands of a high-level job or running a business? I actually use a baby and toddler meal subscription service called Mama Made. They are for busy working mums who want nutritional organic food for their baby and toddler delivered frozen to their door. This has honestly been a lifesaver for me. As a very busy working mum, running a business, I'm going to be honest, I'm too tired to cook and sometimes I just really don't enjoy it. So no more stressing, no more worrying about mealtimes. This subscription service is every working mum's dream. And I've got an exclusive offer just on the podcast. You can get 25% off your first three Mama Made boxes with the code MAMAMISSION25. So if you pop that in at the checkout, you get 25% off. I will leave the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the episode. I also think like during COVID, seeing women working with their children in tow became a bit more normal, whether it be on that Zoom call or hearing kids, you know, I think I called like, Mm. you know, you could call, for example, Eon Energy and you'd hear a lady at home answering the phone and you can hear her kids screaming in the background during COVID and that became normal, right? Because she was working from home, you know, and they had that little message at the beginning, please be aware, some of our staff are currently working from home. And you're like, cool, I'm going to hear kids kicking off in the background. 
Um, and it became really normal. And I really liked that, actually, because I think it's become that that that's almost stayed a little bit. Yeah, it, defi- it definitely yes. has stayed a little bit. I still think we are working towards like like this, you know, like you you hear all the time. It's like I have to work as if I don't have a child and parent as if I don't have a job like there is that kind of saying that is banded around and I know that like there's lots of campaigns out there trying to get more flexible working because we do need to move towards that because at the end of the day parents have children like you can't be working until half past five in the evening and then it be expected to pick up your child from nursery at half five. Like, how, how do you juggle that? But you've been breastfeeding during this, haven't you? So did you have to breastfeed on the building site ever? I have done, yeah. I have done. I've been in client meetings and gone, I'm really sorry, I need to feed the baby. One second. Carry on. I've done that in client meetings and I've done that, especially when it was really tiny. And we had clients that, didn't want their projects to be held up so it was kind of this thing of well I'm currently technically on mat leave and I'm currently well not there was no mat leave but technically on mat leave and I'm currently breastfeeding we can still continue on on schedule but this is how it's going to have to be you know so again it's like setting the expectation really and we're really lucky like the clients that we've been working with recently they're so nice and they've got three children of their own under five um, and the client before that had two young kids who absolutely adored River. So I feel like we've been really lucky and a lot of the clients that we've been working with are young families. That's been nice because there's been an instant understanding. I mean, I remember being in a meeting with one of our more recent clients and she was breastfeeding her three-month-old. I was breastfeeding my six-month-old and we were talking about the interior design of her kitchen and having a meeting. And I just thought to myself, this is pretty cool. Like, this never would have happened a few years ago, you know? Yeah, it's quite empowering to hear that, like as in knowing that you can actually be in a job and feel comfortable and safe to to do it. That wouldn't happen if I was working for a big interior design and renovation yeah. business. If I was working for someone else, I think the fact that it's Tony and I's renovation and interiors business and I think the fact that, you know, we are a family business, that's what allows for it and we kind of set our own rules a little bit. And I think attract clients that that want to work with a family business do you know what I mean over a big corporate so I think we're definitely attracting the right people into our yeah into our world and into our our business and I think that's why especially a lot of our more recent clients we've just got really nice relationships with now um, and they're kind of almost bowling over into friendships Oh, that's so nice to hear. And it's so good to hear that you're thriving. It sounds like you are. I know you're not getting the sleep that you want. (laughs) But, I mean, what's your plans for the future as a, you know, with your family business and children and River? Like, where do you see yourself, like, kind of maybe in a couple of years? Yeah, so we're going through some big changes at the moment. We've just agreed to buy another business to sit alongside our uh, interior design and renovations company so that business is going to be like a sister company and it's going to also service the company that we've already got so that's kind of cool Tony and I are going to be pretty full-on with that which is great Um, and then obviously I'm still doing my QVC presenting which I absolutely love 
And then we are, you know, working on a few things in the TV space that will hopefully tie in nicely to the the property thing that we do. Um, And we've got our own investments as well. We kind of dabble in a little bit of property development for our own portfolio, which is, you know, Tony's been working really hard on, particularly over the last year. He does a lot of the work himself as well when it comes to our own properties. So that's been really cool to, you know, we set ourselves a little mini goal of, well, it was actually a big goal. We set ourselves the goal of we wanted to buy three properties in three years, renovate them, live in one and rent out the other two. We got delayed by a year because of COVID, but we literally bought the property that we offered on exactly one year to the day after we were supposed to close on it, but it fell through because of COVID. But we ended up kind of doing full circle. So I think we want to invest in more property as well. We want to get a bigger house ourselves. As for family, I mean, I absolutely love River. Like, I wanted a boy. That was just like, I always have my heart set on a boy. But Tony really wanted a girl. So the door's definitely open for, like, more children. But we don't, we're not the type of people that are like, oh, we are going to have two children, regardless of the situation, or three children. We're very much like, we're really happy with what we've got. And... If we feel like having another one when the time feels right, then we will. And if we don't, then we're just really happy with what we already have. So I think we're both not putting any pressure on ourselves when it comes to growing our family. But equally, you know, if it was to happen, I think we'd be over the moon. But yeah, we're definitely really focused on business and being entrepreneurial and um, probably trying to find that balance. We're getting married soon as well, so that's going to be oh, yeah. a nice shift as well. Just oh God, you got that to juggle as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anything's actually going to particularly change. I think like everything will pretty much stay the same, but it will just be really nice to change my name and be a part of the the Sinclair gang. <laughs> Especially where you're running businesses as well. Yeah, exactly. it was quite cute. The other day we were setting up our new email addresses for the new company, and. Uh, the guy, the email guy was like, oh, what, what's your surname? And Tony was like, well, you might as well write Sinclair because that's what she's going to be yeah. saying. I was like, oh, yeah, eek. <laughs> oh, so many exciting things for you. Okay, so before we kind of log off, mm-hmm. I would love for you to share, like, your ultimate tip of juggling mm-hmm. businesses with a baby and anyone listening to this who is also doing the same and just feels overwhelmed, like, what would be your one thing? slow down just even for a moment like the one thing that I know that I can do to decompress de-stress clear my mind is hot yoga so even if the every other day of the week is manic and every other hour of the week is manic I try to on a Saturday morning do an hour and a half of hot yoga and it's like it's like a chemical reset in my brain it's like somebody injects me with like happiness and calm so because I know that's something that's going to make me feel better it's something I try to be really strict with myself about and Tony's really supportive of that as well he's always like yeah go do your yoga babe like that you know he, he knows that makes me a better mother yeah. it makes me a better person it makes me a better partner just have that time and trust me like there's so many mornings where I just feel like oh my god it's a Saturday I just like maybe a lion's better but I do try to make sure I'm strict and I get up and I go. So it just resets me for the week weekend and it means I'm a bit more chilled out, even if the whole week's been stressful. So I would say, like, find your thing. Mm. Whatever that thing is that gives you the most impactful decompression in the shortest amount of time and just make time for that. Yeah, like fill up your cup, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Because this, no, you're not going to be a good mother, a good partner, good to yourself if you're just feeling on burnout all the time. And it's just such a, a small thing, but it does make a massive difference to me personally. So for somebody else, it might be a hot soak in the bath and watching an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or somebody else, it might be going out for a run or a walk or mm. meeting a friend for a coffee, like whatever that thing is find it and use it as your kind of like you know break glass emergency thing you know like just do it whenever you get to that point where you're like okay I need to do something for me yeah always say this taking care of you is taking care of your kids too always yes absolutely like you don't need to be at the bottom of the priority list you can still put your kids first but you equally need to top up your cup when it is empty or running on low because once you start to feel that all you're going to do is actually put out negative energy because you're going to feel stressed overwhelmed tired whatever that emotion is then that can lead to frustration anger and then that comes out because you don't have a release to put it anywhere and then you actually show that to your kids and that's the last thing you want to be doing you want to be the best version of you don't you exactly I think the same goes for your relationship as well if you you know Mm. if your parents and you're you know busy and juggling and you know working loads and ambitious they get to that point where you're like whoa when was the last time we had a date or when was the last time we were not sat on the sofas both you know emailing and and researching or you know replying to this or whatever so I think as well when you feel like you're at that point in the relationship just kind of going right okay cool we need a date night or we need to Mm. sit on the sofa and have a cuddle and watch a film and put our phones in a different room or whatever so just kind of recognizing that as well yeah, it's important, and that's the key. And I, sorry, we had this little thing when we were pregnant as well to say like it would always be uh, us as individuals first, then us as a couple, and then us as parents, because we met as two strong individuals. Mm. We became a strong couple for twelve years, and then we had a family. So we tried to look after ourselves and our relationship and our family in that order because at the end of the day like river's not silly he may only be 18 months but i think he can tell if we're you know stressed out or you know we're not happy or whatever so it's like really important to us that we we focus on making sure that we're good because you know he comes up to us and he'll be like cuddle cuddle and he'll he'll give us it puts his arms around our neck and he makes us kiss and we just think that's so sweet because he's seen us kiss and cuddle and be affectionate so much like it literally makes his little face beam up he'll grab our faces and be like cuddle cuddle and make us kiss and then he, he giggles and laughs and stuff and I think that's really nice that he feels like he loves that because he's seen it so much so it's really important to protect that. Yeah, such good advice as well. I think a lot of parents end up putting their relationship last, actually, Mm. in the priority list. And, yeah, you're right. If you don't make time for each other, then your relationship is going to be lost, isn't it, in the whole parenting juggle. Oh, Shane, I could talk to you forever, but we are coming to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sharing, like, all your motivational tips and all about the juggle and running businesses and actually being realistic about the hustle as well. So please share with, like, the audience where they can find more about you. Oh, sure. Okay, so social media, obviously, is the first spot. So Instagram, at Shaney underscore Ryan, S-H-A-N-I-E, um, I've got my website as well, shaneyryan.com, and our renovations and interiors pages at His and Hers Renovations Interiors. So check that out. Cool projects on there at the moment to have a little 
snoopers and before and afters which is one of my favorite things to do on socials <laughs> yeah I love seeing a good house like before and after yeah I love those ones. they're my favorite to post I'm always like let me find the grottiest photo from this bathroom before we did it or whatever that's what like one of my favorite things to do on socials is to look at the B&As oh I love it god that <laughs> just comes with so much work <laughs> I can't even imagine Honestly. <laughs> thank you thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave me a review and tell me what you loved about the episode because this helps more mums. And as a special thank you, I will send you a free resource, which is the Get Shit Done Mum Up Productivity Planner to help you feel more organized, more motivated and inspired on a daily basis. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple iTunes and send a screenshot over to info at charlottejonesy.com and we'll send you a free copy see you in next week's episode lots of love and light you're listening to mama on a mission everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of americans are deficient in If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.